Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Tanisha. And if you're a fan of Wine School Dropout, there's another podcast we think you'll love. Pretend. Pretend is a documentary-style podcast about real people pretending to be someone else. Javier interviews real con artists, snake oil salesmen, and former cult members. Anyone living a lie. Notable interviews and episodes include an identity thief who confesses to stealing thousands of identities, a former FBI undercover agent who describes how he embedded himself into a drug lord's inner circle, and the testimony of a snake oil salesman who encourages people to drink a bleach-type substance to cure everything from depression to cancer. Search for Pretend wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wine School Dropout, Study Abroad, Southern Italy. I'm Tanisha Townsend, your host. This season, we're going abroad to Italy, Southern Italy to be precise. Think of this season as a semester abroad in Puglia, Italy. We will introduce you to the grapes, producers, foods, sights, and sounds of this region. We're taking you right there with us to introduce you to some wines and wineries and present this region. Welcome to season three of Wine School Dropout, Semester Abroad, Puglia, Italy. Have you ever been sitting around with your friends, talking and laughing, maybe a little drinking, and you come up with this crazy idea? Whatever the idea was, one of you in the group thought it was nuts, but you were like, no, no, we could do it. What would happen if you actually did it? Three friends in Southern Italy had the idea to make sparkling wines in Italy similar to those from Champagne. They didn't just talk about it though, they did it. Fast forward to now and we're talking with the daughter of the original three men and she tells us of her role in the business and what it's like to make sparkling wine in Italy. Please tell me who you are and what do you do? Okay, so I'm Anna D'Amico. Uh, I'm uh, the daughter of one of the founders of Darapri. Uh, Darapri that is a, a company that made the sparkling wine with classic method uh, in San Severo in the south uh, of Italy, in Puglia. I'm in the company since the 2018, so almost five years. And actually, uh, my job uh, regards the, the commercial and also the 
wine tourist. So uh, I did the, the visit in the, in the company, but also all the events uh, that we made uh, uh, in the cellar. And during the week, because of all of these events we do in the weekend, I'm the girl behind the, the screen doing the, the, all the commercial contract and so over. In, uh, in our company, we know how to do almost everything because uh, sometimes uh, uh, we need to do downstairs to do the, the gorgement or, or the remouage uh, because someone maybe is in the other cell and do the minimization. This was the period where uh, half of the uh, work in our company was in, in the other cellar doing vinification. So me with other with the other son of the owner, uh, we do also the practical things. Yes, this is exactly. an idea from your father and some friends of his, correct? Yes, was a, a like it was a joke that. Uh, they were playing uh, uh, the founder of the R3 and they were playing uh, jazz music together. So one, uh, one day they decided for a joke, uh, why we don't do the sparkling wine uh, with classic metal like champagne. And so they start uh, to do for a joke, but now is uh, actually a company that make uh, 100,000 bottles per year. And the name of the company came from the surnames of the owner, so D'Amico Rapini Priore. So merging the three names, we obtained Darapri. And now, because they want to continue this, uh, this company, they started to give everything to the next generation. And so in the company now we are six because there is also a son or daughter like me in uh, each one for uh, each uh, owner. So we are six actually, because we like to continue the idea of, of the name uh, therapy. You've passed it down to the next generation. Yeah, father exactly. To you. Yes. And yes. so now you and um, the sons daughters of the other men, you are now yeah. taking over. And so it was a whole thing. It started because just some guys sitting around listening to music and it was a joke. Like, hey, why don't we do sparkling? Exactly. And they started to do like a joke, but with a, an idea, uh, the idea of the territory. So do the sparkling wine in the south of Italy that uh, was unusual in uh, 1979 because almost uh, the company making sparkling wine was in the north and also now are in the north of Italy. And they use uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, almost of the big uh, uh, region uh, in the north of, of Italy. Now uh, they, they decide to do, uh, first of all, to demonstrate that uh, a sparkling wine that is uh, maybe in the, um, we can say that in the enologist, uh, in the world of the wine, is the more technically product that you can do because uh, you are doing a second fermentation. And so it's not just picking the grape and uh, do a first fermentation and that's all. 
Now you have to continue with a second fermentation, stock the bottles for uh, at least two years. So you are doing the wine now, but you have to imagine how will be after two years, after three years. They uh, decide also to do, uh, to um, link our product to territory, so to our territory. So we use uh, autopping grapes like Bombino Bianco, uh, Nero di Troia and Montepulciano and Pinot Noir that uh, are not autochthon, but uh, always cultivated in the area of San Severo. And uh, the other link uh, is to have the cava, the cellar, in the city center of San Severo, downstairs uh, the city. So we use the cellar from the 17th century uh, to stock our bottle. And uh, because they were looking at the champagne that uh, in the world of a, a classic method uh, was the first year and uh, they were actually the found the creator of the second fermentation, the controlling of the second fermentation. And the link of the, the mayor of the champagne is to link the product to the territory. So it was uh, the same idea with our area of Puglia, where uh, we have a lot of sun, a lot of uh, warm and hot during the, the summer. But this doesn't mean that you can have fine uh, wine and so fine sparkling wine uh, with uh, our grapes. There are already uh, a few styles of sparkling wine in Italy, like a Prosecco or Lambrusco. How is uh, your wines from Darapri different and how are they classified? Like, is there a specific name for them or classification? Okay, so the, um, the difference between um, Prosecco, that is the major, uh, maybe the more uh, novel uh, sparkling wine outside of Italy, it uses our different method because uh, uh, in, the, in our method, uh, you have the second fermentation inside each bottle. So you bottling and then you add uh, to the wine, also sugar is to have the second fermentation and you close the bottle. In the um, Prosecco, style, Prosecco method, that the, the name is Charmat method of Martinotti, you have the second fermentation in a tank, a big tank that maintains the pressure. So this is the first difference because on one side you have a small container and the other side you have a big tank. So, But the big, in, um, big difference is that after the second fermentation that ends both uh, after uh, uh, 15 days more or less, in the Charmat method, Prosecco method, you just bottling and sell it. In the classic method, like Champagne method, you have aging on the yeast that remain in the bottle after the second fermentation. And this aging, it dures at least two years. So for the reason and say that you do the wine now, but you have to imagine it after years. And uh, so this is the, the really big difference. How are uh, in Italy, our product is just called a sparkling method, a sparkling wine with classic method. Uh, because we are not in a region uh, uh, where there is a, a Dolce G for the classic method. 
Uh, this is different uh, for the uh, French Acosta, Trento Doc, as the, where they have uh, this area, uh, there they have a disciplinar. Uh, so they have a Dutch G where when you do a sparkling wine with classic method, you can say that you are doing a Trento Doc because there is this discipline. Because actually we were the first doing the sparkling wine in the south of Italy, and uh, since the 2010, more or less, uh, there were no one doing sparkling wild uh, like us. Uh, there is not a discipline. So we use uh, the classical name uh, used uh, for defining this for the law. And now there are other producers of sparkling wine with classic method in San Severo. And uh, we are trying to do a disciplinary uh to our area so we can uh, maybe use a, a shorter name i love that you know the questions i'm going to ask before i ask them and so you already answered because my next question was going to be, do you want to be DOC or DOCG? The DOC and DOCG is important, not for the name, but uh, what you represent is the, the territory and is also a way to protect you and to help little producer near you. Our idea is that, okay, our product is good. We are doing... Uh, we are growing up, but it is better if also other producers growing up like, like us, because we want to work together. And in the past, we were a little producer and we asking help maybe in other area. We think that is better that now we, we made some errors and it's better to have to correct uh, in time and uh, you know is like a, a good uh, concorrative we okay, think you're this. saying two people working together so collaborator so you're collaborating putting it together is that what yeah you're we we collaborate we give uh, you know some advice when they need uh, it is also a way that you came in San Severo and uh, you can taste uh, a sparkling wine of therapy on uh, of another company and so forth so you can do also a little tour, a wine tour, not just for a one seller, for more seller. Is this a very long and um, I guess intensive process to apply or prepare yourself in the region for DOC qualification? Uh, no, it's a long process because uh, you, first of all, you need to, ask to other producer and uh, we do this and then uh, you, you have to write uh, a disciplinary then submit uh, to the when I say simply the law and it's not so easy but not impossible with time you we can do we are understood uh, with the sparkling wine uh, where you need to wait a lot of time uh, before to taste a bottle that uh, waiting uh, the necessary time uh, sometimes uh, is better than do the things uh, faster. 
Some of the grapes that you use for your sparkling wines, you mentioned Montepulciano, Nero de Troya, um, Pinot Nero, and Bambino Bianco. Yeah. I had never heard of Bambino Bianco before visiting Puglia. Can you tell me a little bit about Bambino Bianco, some of its characteristics, and why it is a popular or main grape in Puglia? Okay, so Bambino Bianco is... Uh autochthonic grape of the north of Puglia. Outside of Puglia is called also Pagadebit, that uh, translating, uh, uh, it means um, paid debit. So the name gives you the idea that it's a, a grape uh, big and uh, it gives uh, a lot of quantity. And so when you're picking it, uh, you can have money if you sell it for the reason was called like this. In the past, uh, but also now it is, is used because it gives uh, a lot of, uh, so first of all, in our region, uh, we have uh, a really good growing because it doesn't need too much water. So what means that maybe with this uh, summer that uh, was really, really hot, on other variety, we needed to give water for the Bombino less because he knew the territory and he knew that uh, there is a few, few water. So it's, it's really easy to growing and also is more protective for the hills respect to other uh, grapes. Then you have uh, this grape uh, that um, the shape of the grape remember like a, a child for this is the meaning of the name Bombino that uh, for us meaning child in Italian. And uh, the wine that we obtain from the Bombino Bianco, it has a, a big structure. So you have a lot of acidity is uh, really sapid and uh, it's not our power. Uh, you can taste some uh, banana or nuts, but this more due, uh, after aging. For a steel wine, it's perfect because you, you have a wine with strong with acidity, so give you the freshness, but it's not overpowering. So it's not, uh, you know, when something is overpowering, maybe you can taste the first glass, the second glass, but during all the mean, maybe you can uh, be tired of uh, that wine. For the sparkling wine, it's perfect because uh, the acidity is fundamental to have a sparkling wine. Because uh, if at the end, you have a wine that have to live at least here. So if you don't have acidity, after this to here, you have something uh, tired and... Uh, Something tired uh, means uh, that you have not a good uh, a good tasting, uh, um, a, a also a good drinking during the meal. So that the acidity gives uh, the the strongness and the long life for the wine. And to don't have uh, overpowering in the perfume means that after two years you don't have too much uh, flavor. Uh, strongest but this strongest flavor you have after a lot of time but we are doing with uh, with uh, some more uh, third flavors like uh, 
is flavor and um, vanilla like uh, flavor more complex but also spicy and not tart and at the base you have always uh, the freshness given from the city so for the reason in the in our territory uh, is really used because also for the still wine you have a fr the freshness and during the summer have a fresh wine uh not also in the temperature but also during the taste is a really important and that's the white one then you have you mentioned three other grapes so yeah most of your sparkling wines a blend of all of them you just used a couple do you have a, um well with the bombino montefulciano and pinot noir we have a different blend so we have uh, a blend between bombino bianco and pinot noir uh, with the white vinification Pinot Noir. And the idea here is that Bombino Bianco uh, is the strongness that Pinot Noir gives you the flavor. And uh, we use uh, uh, in all our blend, uh, the more percentage of autoctone grains. For example, for the Brut de Padoset, that the blend is Pinot Noir and Bombino, we have uh, 65 70% of Bombino at the rest part to Pinot Noir. Then uh, we have also a, brand, a blend of Montepulciano and Pinot Noir with the Rosé vinification, and the percentage is always more of Montepulciano. Another time here, the Montepulciano gives you the strong and Pinot Noir the flavor. And uh, we have also a blend of uh, all of uh, three grapes, so Bombino, Pinot Noir, and Montepulciano. Here, all three together uh, give a cuvée that have at least five years on the east. And uh, so we have uh, here an uh, overpowering of, of a farm of third flavors, uh, pastisserie and... Uh, uh, gold, uh, apple, uh, so maturing uh, fruit. So all three together. And well, actually we saw that uh, with this three mixing, the Pinot Noir like uh, go down over the perform of Bombino and Montepulciano and uh, it helps also in the strongness. For the Nero di Troia, we have uh, just 100% uh, uh, using it, so without blend of other grapes. And uh, we use it uh, to have the Sanseveria, that is a, a Nero di Troia rosé. So an, a rosé uh, vintage, a vintage rosé. And we use uh, the Nero di Troia because it is really strong uh, in, and it gives a, a really good complex. Uh, and so you can have a uh, vintage rosé. And then to our first product was the uh, RN. Uh, the name in the past was a Reserva Nobile. It was 100% of Bombino Bianco. Was the first because was uh, the maximum territory uh, in a sparkling wine using the Bombino Bianco, and uh, we still have it. Uh, and we have uh, like uh, here we have uh, uh, is different because uh, the first vinification is not in tank in inox uh, inox tank, but is uh, in a bottle. 
to give uh, you know nobility to the uh, bambino bianco It's not a secret that France loves cheese and wine, so not surprising that an entire culture revolves around the consumption of these two great gifts to the culinary world. Come and discover one of the best parts of French culture with the cheese and wine class or a wine tasting class. Join my classes. They are a great opportunity to experience the French terroir. During these two-hour classes, you'll sample some of the finest cheeses and finest wines, learn the techniques and language of cheese tasting and wine tasting and also the concept of terroir. You'll spend a great evening in a relaxed atmosphere with beautiful surroundings in the heart of Montmartre with me at Cooking with Class Cooking School and get a great head start to fully understand and appreciate our love for French cheese and wine and help you approach them with greater confidence. Visit cookingwithclass.com c o o k n w i t h c l a s s and search Paris classes for more information or to book your date. You have a long line of sparkling wines that you have and then a lot of different kind of ways that you blend up the grapes that you use. So this was fascinating just sitting here and listening to you because we we saw that what well, we do just sparkling wine and when someone come to uh, to visit us you have to give uh, always a sparkling wine that can pick the different uh, uh, mouth so you need to give uh, give happiness to everyone that uh, decide to come to our uh, to our cellar for that reason we have different line of uh, sparkling wine Uh, actually, we have uh, eight different uh, labels. So the Brut de Padoset, the Rosé, then uh, RN, Grand Cuvée, San Severia, Dama Forestiera, that is uh, a product with uh, Montepulciano and Pinot Noir with white vinification, vintage, and produced only in Magnum. Because in the Magnum, uh, we have uh, the more uh, equilibrium between uh, uh, for the volume. So you have a better uh, aging. And so we decided to do the, this blend, particular brand, just in Magnum. And then we have the big formats like uh, Jeroboam, Salmanazar, and uh, Matusalem to, you know, for the big events. So you have a sparkling wine for everything, for the aperitivo, for the seafood, yeah. for the meat, yeah. for dinner, for dessert, for a party, for, well, for by yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because uh, the first uh, clients uh, of our company are us. And uh, okay. when we sit to eat, uh, we like to drink sparkling wine during all the meal. I think it's fantastic. Now, changing <laughs> gears a little bit, You're a second generation at the winery. You said you started here in, I think, 2018. So not that long ago. What were you doing before that? Well, formally, we started in 2018. But uh, we, uh, when they begin, and uh, our, of, of us, also my, well, uh, my brothers, 
uh, when you you were five or six years, you start to help in the cellar, just maybe in the afternoon. Uh, so actually, we were in the company uh, since we were bo born. Our uh, parents uh, they teach us everything, but they didn't, uh, you know, um, uh, force us to continue to work in the company. They just give to us. Uh, there is this company where we like this world and we teach everything. But if you like something something different, you can continue. So, for example, me, uh, I'm graduating computer engineering, so a really different uh, skills. And uh, I were working uh, like an engineer for one year, but then I decided to come back and uh, to enter in the company because, uh, well, I like to learn and maybe to... Yeah, to learn uh, the better the the world of the wine, but this doesn't mean that have this different skill uh, doesn't help you. We have more skill that maybe different with someone that was uh, studying enologist uh, uh, because uh, we see something different, uh, and uh, also you didn't just do the wine that's all there are all the other aspects in the company uh, really different and maybe uh, my skills in, in computing uh, helped me and help the company uh, in this way without uh, has, asking outside to um, a consultant and this is the same also for the other two guys uh, in the company to, for example, um, Daniela is an architect and uh, Antonio is uh, an agronomist. Maybe he's uh, the one more linked to the wine, but you know, he has also a skill uh, for all the, uh, the growing of the other plants. So this is mean that maybe you can act uh, something that you use for other plants uh, to the to the grape so there is the idea and is also um history that uh, re uh, repeats because also the, the three owner actually they aren't uh enologists or they didn't have specifically strict to the world of wine girolamo d'amico is a chemistry uh, Luis was a teaching of music and uh, Rico were helping uh, but on the machinery in another cellar and uh, so the join of different skills uh, create uh, therapy and uh, also for us the join of different skills continue to improve the, uh, the company. I love that, how everyone kind of had something different that they were doing. And then yeah. said, you know, this is for the family. We'll uh, come back and get together and, you know, take over uh, from our yeah, exactly. parents and pass it down. Yeah. Thank you so much um, for this interview thank you today. Too. The last thing I do want to ask you is, do you have any final thoughts or anything that you want people to know about De Rapri or your sparkling wines that you haven't already said? 
just if you are near in Puglia, in the north of Puglia, we are on the street because to go down, uh, also to go to the to the sea, you need to pass to San Severo. So come to visit us because uh, we like to hospit uh, tourists or um, people that have our obsession because I think that the passion of wine is an obsession. And so knowing someone that uh, you can talk with your obsession is a really, well, it is fun. cool is it to be handed down a winery from your father, to be a part of the history and legacy of your family and carrying the torch for the next generation. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, learned a bit more about the wines from Southern Italy because they aren't just reds. And as Anna said, if you are ever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Over in the region, please stop by and visit Cantine D'Amico in San Severo, Italy. Thank you for listening to this Study Abroad episode of Wine School Dropout. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta and hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Louise Raul Lopez-Levi. Our theme was done by Gabrielle Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram. If you like the show, you should tell a friend about it and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Hi. It's Tanisha again. I want to tell you about a podcast called The History of Literature. It's a show that covers everything from the life and works of literary giants like Dickens and Tolstoy to a series on the forgotten women of literature to lighthearted topics like Friend, Mary Kill, Shakespeare Edition, and the top 10 books you don't need to read. Each week, host Jack Wilson and his guests explore the most unusual, compelling, and inspiring stories from the world of literature. Always eager and never pretentious, Jack tackles every book as if it could change his life. And more often than not, it does just that. The History of Literature is brought to you by The Podglomerate. New episodes run every Monday and Thursday, and you can listen today by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show.